Ladies and gentlemen, I'll contandle the, uh, I'll tell you what, we're making your home great. We're having all this discussion going on. And uh, with me is uh, Dr. Ken Alstrom, entomologist. Did I get it right? That's correct. Golly, and I only went to community college, and you got a PhD. It's amazing what those community colleges I'm can do. I'm telling you, now. I learned a lot. Tim the Rock Ferruzzi's over there taking phone calls, measuring things from handyhelpers.com. By the way, Ferruzzi finally tells me today that he is in good housekeeping. The issue came out two weeks ago, full page about him and Handy Helpers, and he doesn't bring me an autographed copy. What kind of a friend is this guy? Good hopping, good housekeeping has an entire article about Tim Ferruzzi and Handy Helpers, the one that came out two weeks ago. I'm going to get a copy, and he's going to autograph it for me. It's framed in your house. You took the you took this thing and framed it, right? No. Oh, why not? Why? Oh, because I because you're big, you're a star. It's yeah. going to be a collector's item. Yeah, it's good. No. Get a mic a little closer there, Tim. Good to have you, Mr. Ferruzzi. You're, Thank you. You came in from the heat. You were sweating. You saw a bunch of places uh, today, I guess. Yeah, I've looked at five uh, so far this morning, five uh, or six. Anything really interesting you want to share with us? Uh, yeah, normal roof jobs, exteriors, driveways. Bathrooms. That's pretty much uh, some of the things you do, yep. and gutters are a big thing. Doctor Ken Alstrom, the bu- he come, comes in with all these bugs. Hey, they're all over. You got, and they're amazing. You know that they're, these these bugs are. I hate bugs. Well, they're actually good for you because they're very edible. A lot of them are. Uh, okay, we we got them out of the home. Uh, his truck will be there coming to get them as soon as the show's <laughs> over. What's a guy like you from Connecticut, an intelligent guy? Grew up in Connecticut. How in the world did you find an interest in bugs? Well, it was interesting. I wasn't interested as a kid uh, until I went to college. Uh, and as an undergraduate, I had to take one course uh, to fill in, so I had enough credits to graduate. And it was right. just an elective entomology. Took it, realized how many insects there are, yeah. and it just fell in love with it. All right. Now, here's what we're going to do today, because Tim's here, too. Well, uh, the lines are open, 919-860-9783, 919-860-9783. We're going to talk about anything home improvement and bugs. Now, there's a lot of questions for you, Doc. For my wife, for example, is fearful of the animal. We have a cat that kind of comes in and out. Don't spray that because, you know, it's very... You have a reputation, and you're going to clear this up for us, is that stuff you use is very toxic. Well, it's, it's toxic to the insects. Uh, but it, it, uh, when we spray this stuff, we, if we spray inside the house, we're going to ask the people to leave their house for three hours and, uh, and put a pet up in, the, in a bedroom or room that's not going to be treated and uh, wait for three hours, and the material is going to dry. And once it dries, there's no problem with it being licked up or ingested, and it's safe. Okay, and and it, it's kind of a one thing gets a lot of bugs. Is that how this works? Or yeah, these things are uh, kind of interesting, uh, especially with ants. Uh, we we use a material that uh, it's a non repellent, so the ants aren't afraid of it, and they walk through it and just think it's just a ordinary water. But they pick up the chemical on their bodies, uh, take it back to the nest, and they rub it against each other. And this way, they're spreading it to the whole colony. Okay, and it kills spiders and stuff like that. This too? stuff kills spiders, kills almost any insect. There you have it. And so if you've got any questions, 919-860-9783. I mean, I think people have the fear because of in the house spraying, but they're all coming from the outside, right? They all come from outside. So the, the best thing to do is, is set up a treatment program where the outside of the house around the perimeter is treated 
uh, this prevent this is going to kill the insects outside and prevent them from coming inside. Uh, unless you have openings under the uh, doors or l- openings around your windows uh, where the insects can come in anyway. You know, if they're flying at night when the lights are on, uh, they're going to come in. So to make sure you to keep the insects outside, make sure that you have all the doors and the windows sealed. What do they want to come in for anyway? They're looking for food. They're hungry. Oh, and they so it's like Ferruzzi. That's why he goes in. Yeah, they want. The, I mean, we're feasting at. They're, we're feasting at home, and they want some of our feast. Tim Ferruzzi, Handy Helpers, and Dr. Ken Alstrom, Economy Exterminators. Kevin, you're on the line with us. Good to have you, Kevin. What's going on? Uh, Yes, I got uh, some yellow jackets in a a brush um, in the back of my house. and I was wondering what would be the most effective uh, uh, resource that I could use to get rid of them. Well, these things, uh, what you have to do is uh, locate exactly where the nest is in this brush. Uh, you can uh, st- stand at a distance and, and observe where they're coming in and out of the brush. Okay. And uh, after dark um, is the best time to treat because uh, the workers are, who are out, for- out foraging during the day are going to be in the nest at night. And you can buy a material, the hornet sprays, that, uh, a lot of these have a, a stream on them that's up to 20 feet long. But with all that brush there, you really need to get that cleaned away so you can find the hole that's in the ground. Okay. Wait a minute, they're in the ground, the yellow jackets? Yellow jackets nest in the ground. Um, this shows an education, isn't it, Ferruzzi? Which ones are the ones with the, uh, with the little nest? Okay, they, they're the ones that you see outside in the trees, that big uh, mm-hmm. gray ball. That's a bald-faced hornet. Mm. That's still that's a type of yellow jacket, but mm. it just happens to be one that does an aerial nest. Oh, okay. The little black and yellow ones uh, nest in the ground. All right, go ahead, Kevin. You want to finish your question? I'm sorry. Yeah, uh, one last thing. Um, I went and bought this little tower, I guess, it, that is used for uh, wasps or bees or whatever. How successful is that compared to just waiting and spraying them um, at the, in, in the evening? You bought a what now? It's like some kind of tower, and I guess it... Um, it lures the bees either inside or somewhere, and they stick. They stick to this tower. Um, it's not like flypaper. It's um, the product by WHY called Y. Uh, I'm I'm not familiar with it, but I know that there there is in 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 the Western United States there is a yellow jacket trap, uh, which attracts yellow jackets out there. But for some reason, it's not attractive in the East. And I haven't heard of this tower. Uh, if it has a sticky material on it, I'm sure that something would be attracted to it. But I think these uh, your yellow- kids are going to be attracted to it. <laughs> Get rid of the snake and tower, Kevin. Uh, <laughs> Actually, I paid like thirteen bucks for it. Uh, make well, sure it's going to work if I use it. Well, it's, it depends. It's you're probably not going to make a very big dent in the yellow jacket nest because sometimes these oh. things will have maybe a two or three thousand members in the nest underground. Oh man, oh, wow. golly, Kevin. Good luck. Where do you live? We're going to make sure we're not. Not coming anywhere near your place. <laughs> All right, Kevin. Good to have you with us. 919-860-9783. Tim Ferruzzi, Handy Alpers is with us. Dr. Ken Alstrom, Economy Exterminators. Carolyn, you're on the air. How are you, Carolyn? Hi. You're going to be my best friend if you can help me with German roaches in my kitchen. German roaches. Well, uh, we beat them twice in two wars, so you might want to call the U.S. Army. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, <laughs> I just have to say good luck. This is uh, one thing that— uh, Good luck? The answer from the Ph.D. is good luck? Well— That's it. Close the show. <laughs> <laughs> the trouble is the uh, German cockroaches are very difficult to get rid of. Uh, they build so are the Germans. <laughs> they build their population very, very quickly. Uh, the females uh, carry an egg case that can have up to 40 uh, eggs on it, and these things hatch out in a few days, and very long, it's a very short period of time, you've got a huge population. So these things are going to, you probably should have a, a, an exterminator, a, a professional exterminator come in and work with you on getting rid of these the German roaches. Call them at the office, Economy Exterminators, 362-1000. Now, what's the difference between a German roach and uh, a water bug? Co- uh, collectively, roaches are called water bugs. Right, okay. But generally, that this is applied to either the American cockroach, uh, the Oriental cockroach, which we don't have around here, uh, or the smoky brown cockroach. Now, w- there's one with wings, and there's one that's got more of an open, bald back. What, what are the differences there? The ones that you don't see that don't have wings are generally going to be the immatures. Okay. Uh, all the adult roaches have uh, wings wings on them, except for the Orientals. And again, we don't have very many of them here in the Raleigh. We don't area. want any here. Uh, Carolyn, do you want the number again? Yes. Would you give me the number again? Three six two one thousand. Economy exterminators. Tell them you heard Doctor Ken on the uh, PTF show with Joe Wade. Okay. Okay, we'll do. Thank you know, it looks so like much. you got a serious problem there. We we don't have a little fun with it, but you know, get rid of it. these bugs. Drive us nuts, don't they, Carolyn? Uh, they do. Uh, we don't have that many, but I just can't get rid of them. It's driving me crazy. So I'll make this call. And thank you so much for your help. Uh, oh, thanks for calling, Tim Ferruzzi, HandyHelpers dot com. He knows everything. <laughs> Doctor Ken is here. Patsy, you're on from Wilmington. What's going on, Patsy? Well, um, in the shower in uh, in my uh, bedroom, <clears throat> off of my bedroom. Ever so often, I get this little insect that's black, and it's like a pencil. It's the size of a pencil point, and it does have some little tiny wings on it. And I will uh, open the shower door, and there might be one or two, and it's not all the time. Hold on. Let's find out what it is, Doc. Well, this thing uh, in the in the shower, if you see these little tiny insects, uh, they could be drain flies. Um, drain flies, uh, the maggots of the drain flies feed on the scum that's in the drain. This guy's oh, wow. interesting. You know, we're doing the scum on the program. <laughs> so, oh, so, no. so they're they're very good. That uh, they're actually beneficial by eating all that scum. But the adults <laughs> are, are a nuisance because they're flying around. But as as tiny as these are. Uh, really not sure because I, the uh, when you say a pencil point, that's pretty small. Uh, it, well, maybe it's a little tiny bigger than that. Okay, well, if if these things kind of look a little bit hairy, I'm sure they're probably drain flies, and uh, there are some materials you can use to treat. We have a, a product that we can put down the drain that eats the scum uh, to get rid of it, and uh, once you get rid of the scum, you get rid of the flies. Three six two one thousand. Okay, Patsy. Thanks. Economy exterminators, 362-1000. Feruzzi, the doc. Bugs, homes, scum, flies. Making your home great. Great. Tim Ferruzzi, AndyUmpers.com. Dr. Ken Alstrom from uh, Economy Exterminators, 919 860 9783. 
Tim, you've been out. It's hot. What are you seeing? I mean, heat in this, it's been so hot. Yeah. It does affect your home, uh, you know. And, I mean, I, I guess I'm concerned about surfaces and stuff like that. Well, I mean, how much damage does it do? Well, you want to keep the exterior of your house painted. Uh, the more heat, the more water, that affects the material that's, that's painted, whether it be a masonite or a hardy plank. I'm seeing a lot of these homes that have hardy plank on them. People don't think they need to paint the hardy plank very often, and, and they do have to paint it less. Maybe instead of every four to six years in North Carolina painting your home, when you have hardy plank, you might be able to go eight to 10, maybe 12 years. But I see people kind of stretching it. What's happening is uh, the hardy plank actually at the seams will buckle out because it gets so dry. You know, it's just, it's fiber. It's, it's, it's uh, cement, so it's porous. Is that what it is? It's porous, so okay. it's got to stay. It, it'll hold the paint better, but it still has to be protected. So you don't want moisture getting into the cement. It's a fibered cement with a, with a, a fiberglass matting inside of it. So, I mean, and, and so those are the kind of things. I mean, when, you're, when people are having you come over, I mean, there's a roof is a big thing. you got one of the biggest roofing yeah, companies yeah, around, yeah. and that's Highland Roofing NC. And uh, he's probably, you're probably one of the bigger roofers around the we area. We do a ton of repair yeah. work. Uh, we're, we specialize in, in, in lots of repairs that other people uh, don't seem to figure out or, or don't know the science of it. And we say that, folks, just letting you know. That if it's on your agenda to call two or three places, make sure you call Highland Roofing NC. Because Tim does a lot of roofs around here. And you go on, he's got the A reviews uh, for uh, handy helpers and his roofing companies. And uh, and it's based on years in business and the complaints and all that. So he's uh, very well in the business community and he's rated very high. So just check that out. I mean, I'm seeing a lot of people right now. Trying to, you know, with signs on, I see a lot of your signs in my neighborhood. Uh, they're doing some kind of work. So I, I guess I'm seeing a lot of stuff going inside because people are going in and out. I'm not seeing a lot. They're probably doing something with lot, kitchens and stuff like that. Well, uh, you know, on the outside, there's a lot of exterior uh, renovations, repairs going on, people making changes on the wood rot and changing the material to plastic and hardy plank. A lot of roofing were going on. Uh, Interior-wise, uh, you know, bathrooms, kitchens, floors. <coughs> floors uh, are interesting because everybody's floor, you know, kind of squeaks sometimes, mm-hmm. and you wonder about mm-hmm. just how dangerous that is or if it is. Yeah. It, most of the time it's not unless you've you've ignored some, some issues with water that might be leaking around your your tub or shower or toilet, that kind of thing. But most of the time you're okay. Because when you see a new house and you drive by and mm-hmm. you see the wood frame and some mm-hmm. green paper, you ever notice that, Ken, or yellow paper or mm-hmm. something like that, and you go, that's it? That's all there is to these things? You know, it doesn't seem like much, Tim. Well, you know, there's a lot of engineered material, and uh, hopefully they'll last a while. But uh, I've seen brand-new houses, two, three years old, already showing up with, with – uh, you know, 50 pages on an inspection report. So there's... The wood that they use to frame it, that's not treated wood, is it? Well, they're using... A, the tr- the framing is actually most of, most of the time uh, just regular wood. Yeah. And they've actually decreased the quality. People aren't using number two yellow pine like they used to. They're using more of a lighter uh, spruce-type material that obviously has grown very fast and is not as dense as the old wood. And when I say old wood, I'm talking stuff that was even used 20, 30 years ago. Exteriors are doing a lot of hardy planks and plastics. Um, 
Still surprises me that they're not doing crawl spaces on new homes with treated wood. Since I've been doing room additions for 30 years, I've used treated wood just because it made sense. It's close to the ground. Know, see, this is what in. bothers me about what's going on. You know what I mean, Ken? Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, and the other thing is the bugs get a better time at it when it's not treated and stuff, right? Does that affect your bugs? It does. Uh, and one thing, you know, people complain when they have a roof leak. You know, it's ruining my house and it's getting in my rooms yeah. and ceilings coming down. But it's just as bad to have as the moisture in the crawl space. And he does that, too, Be- by the way. Because it's, instead of attacking from above, like the uh, roof leak, this is attacking the flooring from below. Yeah. And so you really should have the, the crawl space with treated wood or at least have a moisture barrier put down. Well, that, that's one of Tim's jobs. Tim, explain that company. And when you? you have moisture, you have bugs. Exactly. In all scenarios. Tell them about uh, what you do with the moisture stuff. Uh, well, we we have the dry sealed crawl space, which is a fully uh, enveloped uh, product where you seal the hole underneath the house, and you've got dehumidifiers. You get rid of the cross the uh, the um, foundation vents and things of that sort, and then you can do obviously step downs from that, like just a simple uh, uh, moisture barrier, vapor barrier. You can do a dehumidifier, so you can do combinations, or you can just go all out and. And obviously, you want to keep your moisture content down below 18 19% if you can under the house. All right, now to back to you, Doc, does that help with eliminating the bugs getting it, in that way? It does, because in addition to insects attacking the wood, you've also got fungi that will be rotting the wood also. So to keep the, you have to keep the moisture down. I think we try to go for 15%. Mm-hmm. And, uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. That's ideal. 919-860-9783. Lines are open for you to join the conversation. Tim Ferruzzi, HandyHelpers.com. Gutters, home improvement, moisture. Dr. Ken Alstrom is in here talking about those little flies that clean the scum in your pipes in the shower. I mean, who knew? Who knew? We had to invite Ken to find out. Yeah, this is a big time for bugs. I think a lot of people are concerned because you bring in plants. Indoor plants got bugs in them. I was telling them a story about got a Christmas tree one year, Tim. Really nice, you know, what do you call Fraser fir, right? You know, mm-hmm. beautiful tree. We put it in the stand. About three days later, there's a million little bugs coming out of the tree. We're going, ah! <laughs> Explain what that was. Okay, these were uh, Sonara aphids. Uh, they're pine aphids, and they overwinter uh, in the, the – unfortunately, they'll pick one tree in a Christmas tree lot, and they'll overwinter in this tree. And sometime you just were lucky to get that well, one tree thrilling. that, yeah. that had yeah. the aphids in it. It was a great time for the family. Yeah, get rid of the tree. But usually what happens, you, you can take it uh, and complain to where you got the tree, and they should replace the tree for – at no cost. Oh, they uh, took the tree. Oh, yeah. No, let's not get into <laughs> so that. So are they hiding under the bark? Is that what they're doing? They're actually in the branches. So they're oh. just hiding in the branches. And when it gets warm, see, they come out. See, they think it's uh, So as soon summer. as you set it up in the house, they go crazy. Yeah, because they thought they were outside. They stay in. It's warm. Let's leave, guys. They came out. They were in the living room. <laughs> they were there They for went Christmas. down and used the half bath in the hallway. <laughs> What? Uh, you know, anyway, 919-860-9783. What's the biggest problem you got? Ants? I mean, you know, Tim and I were talking about these little dinky ants coming around. You said you got them on oh, your yeah, they come. they come in my house every, me, me too. every year, maybe even twice a year. Yeah, they, the, they love to hang out. Yeah, one of the ants that's uh, real popular with uh, a lot of homes now is what, what is known as the odorous house ant. 
And uh, it gets its name because if you crush these things, it smells like rotten coconut. Hmm. You've been a blast here. You know, scum in the toilet, rotten coconuts when we kill ants. Who booked you on this show? That's what I want to know. I, I'm, I'm wondering that myself. <laughs> I've never <laughs> smelled a rotten coconut. <laughs> no, I haven't well, that, It has a definite odor to it, yeah. uh, kind of a kind of obnoxious odor. Well, I want to talk about those. Are those the little dinky ones you were talking about? There's, there's one that's very tiny, um, less about a sixteenth of an inch or less in length, and this is yeah. called the little black ant. All right, Dr. Alstrom. Tim Ferruzzi, we're having a good time. We need your calls. 919-860-9783. She's nice and mighty, just letting it all hang out. She's our friend. Thank you to your home. Great. And we're certainly doing it this afternoon, having a good time with uh, Tim Ferruzzi, AndyHelpers.com. Dr. Ken Alstrom is with us from uh, Economy Exterminators. He is a Ph.D. and entomologist. And uh, so he's an entomologist, and uh, and you know everything about it. You brought about a million bugs with you. What was that all about? I uh, brought a uh, few boxes of uh, what you can find in your own backyard, everything yeah. in these boxes, uh, with the exception of uh, two insects. We've got uh, one a Japanese hornet, which is not in the United States yet. Let's make sure it doesn't show up. What do we do to make sure this uh, Japanese hornet doesn't show up? We just have to make sure that uh, we are, our borders are secure with the importing materials from the Far East, China, and Japan. You know, interesting. Let's step Let's step it back. This is kind of for both of you guys, and you brought up something here. We're going to get a little serious for a second. Does most of this stuff come into this country that way? The bugs? Yeah, I, I think so. It used, you know, it used to be that uh, when they were on, the, when we had ships that did most of our deliveries, uh, it took five or six days, and by the time it got here, the insects would be dead. But nowadays, with the jet travel, twenty-four hours, an insect can be anywhere in the world. Most of the supplies you get, and I know you don't know all of this. Are they from this country, or do they ship things in? I mean, a lot of the paints and stuff and, and, and sealers probably come from outside the country. You know, I have no idea. I would think that most of the lumber would be uh, local, but I understand that a lot of the plywoods are coming from overseas where they're sending the, pl- the, the pulp or the, the trees overseas, and then they ship them back in plywood. It's amazing they're able to do that with all the shipping costs, but they well, are. Well, your drywall and stuff isn't from here. Uh, I think the drywall might, uh, you know, I don't know. You know, there was that big thing with the Chinese drywall right, yeah, that, yeah. Uh, there yeah. for a while, but uh, I, I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah another, sure. another problem is. I think it's local. Yeah, most of the, a lot of insect problems with your wood-destroying insects are going to be on the solid wood packing material, the pallets that the mm-hmm. material is packaged in. Mm-hmm. It's supposed to be bark-free from the point of origin, but they get around it by having the packing crates with the bark inside so you can't see it when it's inspected at the port. This is, you know, this shows an education. I mean, no, really. I mean, just think about some of the things we learned about, and we're we're dealing with both of your your industries here. We got you know Tim dealing with stuff that he's got to use, and then you know, you giving us an idea how this stuff is hanging around. Going back to your question on where the goods are coming from, supplies to build homes. I think generally they're coming from the region because if you look in Florida, how the homes are built versus how they're built in North Carolina, how they're built in New York, you know that's all a combination of what the natural resources are, and I know that's changed some over the years. But I think generally speaking, like the brick, 
the transportation cost. They've got to make the brick here locally because it just costs too much to get it from point A to point B. So you'll find that transportation costs affects uh, that. So. It used to be like with the cars. You know, you can buy them cheaper in my hometown of Detroit. Yeah. But they cut all those. Well, they're all into the car now. They used to be $400 to transport things. 919-860-9783. Join the conversation with Dr. Ken Alstrom and Dr. Tim Ferruzzi from HandyHelpers.com. I want to ask Tim a little bit about uh, uh, he's in good housekeeping, and it was the issue that came out two weeks ago, full-page uh, article. All right, let's step back a little bit. Give me some idea. How did this happen? I mean, how did you get in good housekeeping? Did you call them or how did it work? Oh, they, called, work? they called me. And, and how did and, and they just interviewed me and uh, well yeah but you're you're making you know I'm going to get to the bottom of this thing how did they find you I don't know did you ask them no so they out of the blue Good Housekeeping National Magazine right Doc you were yeah. uh, you were on the cover of Bugs Are Alive today Bugs Are Us yes yeah Bugs Are Us <laughs> and uh, and there's a story of him with uh, you know a fly swatter but they found you and when did they contact you uh, a couple months ago. And what did they say? Um, you know, we'd like to, to do a, a, an article. Well, see, somebody found you, and somebody found. I mean, I mean, I, I'm in a little bit. Yeah, it about might this. be. It might be connected to that other thing that I can't talk about. Yeah, the thing so. he he he's he got this big thing coming, but he can't talk about it. Yeah, if he tells you, you have to kill you. Well, no, more than that, he's gonna you know build a dormer. I gotta live in it. <laughs> but uh, you know, it's interesting, and it and it's a big story, and it came out two weeks ago, and it's in uh, Good Housekeeping. What, what was the just the, the cliff notes on the story? Well, it just talks about uh, who I am, uh, the challenges of being in this kind of business and how long I've been doing it. And, of course, I've got two sons in the business with me and how I focus on quality and uh, the ups and downs of the business over the years and, and kind of where we're going and, and how we do things. You know what? That's, that's a good story, and you should be proud of that. I know you're yeah. a little humble on that. He doesn't like uh, – but, I mean, the point is that we have a guy sitting right here in this studio that's been on with me for over a year. He's in here most Saturdays. He takes a few off. And he is in a national – Magazine, Good Housekeeping. Who doesn't know anything? One of the few magazines that survives and doing well. They got over 125 subscribers, 1,000 subscribers in this area alone. And then that's just the subscribers. And then off the, the shelf, they buy another couple hundred thousand. So Tim Ferruzzi's in uh, Good Housekeeping Magazine, the one that came out two weeks ago. 919-860-9783. Join the conversation. Any questions you have about home improvement or bugs? All right, we were talking about these little stinking little ants. And uh, what are they? They're really just harmless, aren't they? They're just annoying. I mean, what is the point of these things? Well, they're 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 looking for food. They come into your house. What so can they eat? They're about just a, a eighth of an inch. They like like greasy materials. If you have something left on your counter and you don't clean your counter up, they're yeah. going to find this and and clean it off the counter. Uh, any sweets? Uh, you leave packages unopened. Yeah. Uh, peanuts. Uh, Sweets, so whatever. That's what they eat. They don't eat a lot because they're so not that, very big. So is that the same thing as a sugar ant? Is that or are they different? They're, they're completely different. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, yeah. you got to explain it now. He asked the question. Well, the sugar ant is is probably the odorous house ant. Okay. Uh, that's I think I'm, versus but, the tiny black. But the ant? tiny ant, which gotcha. is the one that you squash and it smells like bad coconuts. Yeah. Okay. And and the, this little tiny ant is actually the the common name is little black ant, mm -hmm. and it is a very tiny black ant. They're real small, and they will nest in the walls. 
So you so, well, that's a good question. And I feel guilty squishing them too. You know. Oh come on, for I really do. He feels guilty killing an <laughs> ant. Well, I need a new show. But but just kind of look at it like this: is it, it, if you if you get if you kill him, then it gives an opportunity for his brothers and sisters to come in and take. You too. You're joining this thing with him, aren't you? Okay. This is a conspiracy against the host. It exactly right. So you're giving them more food. They just eat the eat the squashed one. Yep. <laughs> Do they really? No. Because when you're no, you're squ- sick. You know that, <laughs> don't you, Doc? <laughs> yeah. Well, well, when you squish them, when you squish them, you wash your finger off, hopefully, and they go down the drain. <laughs> All right, I, I, I'll get to my serious question. Nine one nine eight six zero nine seven eight three. Join the conversation. My question is, on a serious note, they nest in the wall. Are they doing damage to the infrastructure of the house? No, they're. Just uh, they've set up a shop there, and uh, just not a shop. I shouldn't say that shop because that indicates that they're probably working on. Something. They have but, a whole city there, but they're just they're just uh, hanging out, uh, watching television, listening to what you're doing. Is the and queen come, in the wall? Is that the deal? Or is she outside? It's possible that the, the queen could the queen could be in the wall also. How does the so, queen? And this is so stupid, but I'm going to ask it because everybody wants to know. How does the queen become the queen? I mean, uh, what is the deal? You ever thought about that? How come that's the uh, queen? Well, it's uh, it's genetically selected uh, by what she's fed when she's when she's young, and wow. uh, she uh, when they when the ants are getting ready for a nuptial flight, they're males and females, and uh, the females uh, the wing forms are the are the are the reproductive forms, <clears throat> and those are the ones that are going to become the queens. And uh, the males die right after mating, so the queen is the only one that's left. Yeah, we all die after we got married, too. <laughs> and then uh, she, uh, all she needs to be is mated one time, and uh, she will produce several thousand eggs. So. so the males die, and the queen is genetically just selected by what she's fed? By, yes, what she's fed in the, in the nest. I, I remember a guy in Michigan, a, you know, an exterminator came in, and he said, he looked like he was drinking the stuff sometimes, but he said, I can't kill the queen. Is that true? I mean, the, the stuff you spray. Uh, I think you can kill the queen, but it has to get down into where she's located. She's going to be in the deepest part of the nest uh, where she's— But the stuff that you would spray can kill the queen. Oh, yes. Yep. Now, talking about uh, ants, fire ants, they're real big around here. And uh, uh, my warehouse, I had to go around this spring— and, and I've had to do that on occasion. And if you don't get those guys under control, they'll just build colony after colony after colony. Yes, they spread quite quickly. Yeah. Uh-oh. But I found that uh, stuff that, that you can buy, some of it, to be pretty effective. Amdro, I think it's the material called Amdro, mm-hmm. and, and it's an ant bait that mm-hmm. you can, it's a corn grit mm-hmm. that you put down, yeah. and it's, it's yeah. poison. It, yeah. And they take this, uh, the workers, down to the queen. and take it down and kill the queen. So yeah. are all the workers uh, males? No, the, all the workers actually are all females. Oh, really? Uh, it's That's the way it should be, isn't it? Wow. Same way, same way with, the, with the bees. <laughs> Your wishful thinking. All, all, the, the only function of the male is to mate with the females, and that's all their f- – they're u- the males are useless in this. In this. <laughs> Thanks a lot. You know, we're, we're really feeling sounds, like our entire uh, gender here is shot. Sounds familiar. Yeah. yeah. In, in, in these societies, males are they're useless. Just used for mating with the female, and that's it. Wow. It's an it's, you know, it's an interesting thing that we're having a little fun with, but it's interesting to, to learn this kind of thing. And um, it, it's it these bugs. I mean, there's more bugs than there are anything else in the world. I'm oh, sure. exactly. Yes, exactly. I mean, how many ants would be like in a nest? I mean, I know you can't count them all, but you have an estimate? 
Well, there could be, like with a fire ant nest, that can, um, a small colony may have 60,000 ants. Wow. Uh, some of them may get up to a quarter of a million. Well, what do you mean when your warehouse, what were they doing to your warehouse? Oh, they're, no, they're just in the, they're in the yard, and then they just they oh. continue. And I'll tell you, it worked. I actually did it twice. I went through and hit probably 30, 40 colonies. Yeah, the mounds. Then, yeah. yeah, the mounds, and then I had to go back. And uh, check on maybe on all of them, but there were only three or four still there, and I got those guys. But that stuff's pretty effective. Now, does that affect the birds and and the up the food chain? No, I don't believe so. Not really? Okay. All right, nine one nine eight six zero nine seven eight three. We're going to take a quick break here. Going to our last segment with Tim Feruzzi from HandyHelpers.com. Dr. Ken Allstrom from Economy Exterminators. He's an entomologist. It's a good time to call. Join the conversation. We're having some fun, but we're learning a lot of stuff, too. Any questions about home improvement, gutters, or getting rid of those pesty bugs, we're here for you. Making your home great. I'm telling you what, I haven't this but we are having a blast on making your own great. All right, we got a couple of calls, 919-860-9783. Joyce, you're on with us. Good to have you with us, Joyce. Okay. Um I'm taking notes and um carpenter bees. And I'm taking notes. We have hired people and they guaranteed us that the bees would go away and the only challenge that I have is that Right in the front column of the home is where they nest, and they go in, and I know she just does what she's doing. And so I closed that up and cleaned it off, but I made the big mistake of doing that because they were hitting away. And now they're up in the big, huge windows, and they're going through the wood and just... What All right, hold on, Joyce. I want you to stay there. I want to ask you a question before I, I go to Dr. Ken. You started the conversation by saying they guaranteed they get rid of them. Did you hire somebody? Well, we had an exterminator that we have year-round. They just come okay. In. What you're saying is, but they guaranteed they get rid of them. All right, let's go, Doc. What's the story? Well, it's pretty. Uh, it sounds like you do have a, uh, an ongoing problem. Uh, these things are active in the spring. Uh, you don't see them uh, this part of this time of the year generally. You're not seeing them now, are you? No, no, no. They're they're in my flower garden now, just working that out. So. Okay, okay. There's a, there's there's another one that's out now that looks like the carpenter bee, but it's a, it's a different uh, different beast. But this one does not nest in the wood uh, or build the holes in the wood. Uh, it's uh, we do have uh, treatments that we can do for uh, for carpenter bees. Uh, the problem is that the well, one thing is making sure you can get to the uh, up to the. Height if they're if they're fairly fairly high it's pretty hard to treat these but if they're down low we can we can do some material to to treat them but uh, they don't seem to like painted wood so if you can have the wood painted or actually go to a composite uh, which prevents the bees from uh, drilling into the wood. Okay, we did that, and this is how smart they are. Um, we had someone to do all the window trims where we knew they could not come back. And that was a mistake because, well, not a mistake, but they did not go back there. But they found their way somewhere else to drill inside of the wood. And so we don't know what's going on if we take the trim off. 
Why don't you do this, Joyce? Are you okay to call uh, Dr. Uh, Alstrom at 362-1000-919-362-1000? Why don't you call him in his office, and if he's not there, leave him a message. He'll call you back and let him discuss this with you a little bit on maybe a plan. Maybe he'll come out or somebody will come out. Because I want you to solve this problem, and it looks like it's more detailed than we may have time for. Are you okay with just calling Dr. Alstrom? Yes, could you spell his, his name? Well, let me just give you the number, 919-362-1000, 362-1000. Just ask for Dr. Ken. Dr. Ken. 362-1000, and this way, have the conversation with him. He'll have more time to speak to you rather than being on the air, because you want to get this problem solved. It's bothering you, and it's bothering us. Right, Ken, want those things out of there, Joyce. <laughs> well, I don't. I don't seem to get a refund. They told us we hide in this terminated every three years. We get a new yeah, well, no, that's why I want you to call Dr. Ken, okay, okay. Joyce? Thank I you. Thank I, you. Maybe, I don't want to send them to his house, but I just want to get rid <laughs> Well, you know, he's a loving kind of a guy. You never know. <laughs> All right, Joyce, see you later. Thank you. Thank you. I love uh, your show, by the way. Oh, thank you, Joyce. Write that down. That's two people that like the show. <laughs> Been on for 42 years. Ann, you're on from Raleigh. What's going on, Ann? Good to have you with us. Thank you. Um, I recently had to move a tenant out of a rental room that uh, I own, a house that rents out. And this one tenant, when he moved out, we discovered that he left a few unfriendly critters that I discovered were bed bugs. I'd never seen one before, so I didn't know what they were. And... um, we have treated the room, but how do I know they're definitely gone, and what should I do to make sure that we never have that again? Well, uh, the, getting doing, doing bed bug treatment yourself is going to be just about impossible to get rid of them. You really need to have a professional exterminator come in. Uh, we have just, uh, Economy has just started doing heat treatments. Uh, where we heat the room up to uh, about 135 degrees, wow. uh, which kills the bed bugs. They, they, it's lethal at 117, but we uh, make sure that all the bedding is taken uh, taken apart. Uh, the dressers are open. The clothes are don't have to pack them up anymore. But uh, by heating the room, it's going to get rid of the bed bugs permanently. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so it, it, it would be best, uh, like I said, it'd be best to have a uh, professional ex- exterminator like Economy come in and uh, do a heat treatment of the, for that room. 362-1000, and call Dr. Ken or just call Economy Exterminators. Tell them you heard them on the show. 362-1000. Those are the worst things in the world, and I've been reading about bug bugs. It is amazing mm-hmm. how dangerous those things are, Doug. Well, well, I never even heard. I did. I thought they were a joke. I didn't know they really existed. Oh, come on, Ann. <laughs> they do. Yeah. Oh, you seen them close up? They look like monsters. <laughs> well, I know. Yeah. I know. Well, fortunately, even though they drink your blood, uh, which is kind oh, of great. Bad. You know, you've been a great guest here, Olstrom. <laughs> Scum in the toilets. You know, the ants that smell like rotten coconuts and drinking our blood. But but right now, there's no evidence that they transmit any diseases. Okay. Are they using the right bathroom? Because this is North Carolina. <laughs> All right, that's another show, Doc. Just keep yeah, that one I think there. So. Don't torque off Feruzzi. Good luck, Dan. All right, 919-860-9783. Guys, we had a great time. Tim, what's up with you? How did they get a hold of you? Good Housekeeping Magazine two weeks ago. Big <clears> article in there about Tim Feruzzi and Handy Helpers. How do they contact you? And You can, uh, you can find us on uh, two websites, uh, handyhelpers.com. That's H-A-N-D-Y-H-E-L-P-E-R-S. Dot com, 
And also HighlandRoofingNC.com. That's NC like North Carolina. And phone number, if you guys prefer to call, is 919-676-5969. If you want to see what we do and what we're about, just go to our website and you'll see lots of pictures. I've been talking to a lot of people about uh, you and what I've learned about gutters because a guy was mm-hmm. talking about he had a problem. I said, what size are your gutters? I'm turning into a gutter salesman here. Gu- I said, my buddy Fruzzi said, you got to have six inch. Gutters are just as important as the roof. I mean, it, it gets to a point, These you got to have six inch gutters. I think everybody's problem is the fact. Well, this guy said, well, I got these things. I says, my buddy Fruzzi said, that's not worth anything. You got to call him and get the six inch gutters. And, and the, you could have the wrong gutter guards. Yeah, and that's well. what I was yeah, trying to yeah, tell him. I yeah. said, the, Dr. Ken Alstrom, you have had a blast here, haven't you? It's been fun. There's a crowd out there waiting for your autograph with um, photographs. The limo's waiting. And uh, you're going to come back, aren't you? I hope so. This has been fun. I hope to get no, back. No, you're uh, the guy who can determine the fact that you should come back. Dr. Ken Alstrom, entomologist, economy exterminators. Office 9 is 919-362-1000. You have been fun, you've been entertaining, and you have been very informative. Well, thank you very much for having me on. And we're, we're glad to have you, and the listeners have loved it, too, I'll tell you. It's that time of year. It's just so stinking hot out there. And, you know, we're all, I mean, I, I'm lazy. I'm not, I, uh, I, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do that. Tim comes in here after seeing Holmes. He's out in that heat index of 100 degrees. And uh, you got to keep your guys cool out there on the jobs yep. last week, yep. too, man. Yep. It's crazy. Yep. A lot of water, take their time, and all that kind of stuff. Because mm-hmm. the heat is affecting everybody. I was doing a story nationally. Heat is everywhere. Mm-hmm. It was 130 degrees in Iraq. It could be the highest recorded temperature ever. And wow. we've got heat indexes in the south at 110 to 116. Mm-hmm. My buddy lives in Michigan. It's in the mid-90s up there and humid. And they're not used to it either. And, and the, heat, the bugs like the heat. The bugs love the heat because it uh, actually speeds up the uh, development. Uh, unless you get above 100 degrees, it's uh, it's detrimental to them. They slow down a bit then. But optimum temperatures between 80 and 90, 85 degrees, that's perfect. They, they love those temperatures. Jeez, man, these bugs. It's so interesting that now we know from the show, and Tim and I have been thinking about this. We're going we're gonna to sit and think and have a beer about it, that uh, the male ants are useless. They just perform an act, and they're dead. But, you know, without the bugs, we wouldn't be around. That's right. We need bugs. Thank you very much. Mr. Tim Ferruzzi talking about, uh, well, that was another show. (laughs) 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 That's a very controversial show. (laughs) AddieHelpers.com. You guys have a great day. We're going to have a cold beer coming up. Crap Brew Radio's next.